What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Inside the Octagon. Um, this has been a long-awaited episode. Um, we have our first guest, which I'm pretty excited about. His name is Ice Young. Later on, you'll be able to hear all about him. He's a pretty cool guy. Um, we also are going to announce our our giveaway at the end of this episode. So stay tuned. Make sure you, you you either skip to the end or you just listen to it. I prefer you listen to it, but I am who I am. Yeah. Um, as always, I'm your host, Jeff. And I'm Bruce. And uh, welcome back. All right, so it is my pleasure to introduce our very first guest on Inside the Octagon, Ice. Um, Ice, why don't you go ahead and um, introduce yourself a little bit, you know, maybe give us a little background about yourself. All right, well, my name is Ice. I am 49 years old, turning 50 uh, this year. I've been doing martial arts since the uh, ripe old age of four, um, and I uh, retired from fighting in 98 i took one fight in 2006 and i have decided to fight again at uh, or towards the end of this year so uh back into the uh the training okay um how how old is the person that you're fighting 32 oh that's that's a pretty good age gap there yep. um do you have any worries going into this fight uh, the fight itself doesn't worry me. Um, the training, like I used to recover a lot faster, so the time frame ended up being great. Um, him and I are matched a little differently, his skills versus mine. So I'm brushing up on his skills while honing my skills. So I guess that will be, but I wouldn't say I have a worry, but, uh, you definitely have two different set of skills. What are what are your skills compared to his? Is he like a wrestler and you're a boxer or vice versa? So, yeah, he is a uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu guy. He has done some Muay Thai. Um, I'm a striker. I mean, when I fought in the 90s, the fights, like we called them NHB. We didn't even call it MMA at the time. Um, I prefer to be on my feet. I have done some BJJ, some grappling and things like that but it's not my forte i prefer to be standing and punching i have done boxing and various other martial arts that are striking most of the jujitsu i've done or i hold rank in were had more standing up jujitsu than than sitting down laying down type of jujitsu so it'll definitely be uh interesting absolutely all right so uh i i believe that you you could do it and you got it. I'm just curious if uh, what 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 makes you think uh, you can get a hand over this guy. Um. So this will be my first. We'll call it in cage fight, but I've had altercations off and on. Um, I am a God fearing man, and for some reason, God has blessed me with the ability that. Whatever I've come up against, I am 
they don't seem to lose in a in a fight. Uh, granted, here the biggest difference is, is, you know, the martial art that I teach is very different. It's very much about soft tissue and jaw breaking and and different targets that can't be used in the cage. But I've just, like I said, when I retired, it was 19 and one when I left. Now, granted, that's not all no holds barred. I count AAU and we had uh, a kickboxing and continuous karate, we used to call it, which was like three minute rounds, whoever got the most strikes won. So anytime there were spectators and it was a challenge, I counted. I don't count sparring or friendly fight with another instructor or anything of that. But uh, I just, again, not to sound ego, but... I just don't have never lost when it comes to that. Now, granted, this will be interesting because of the age differences and all the rules, and I haven't fought this kind of fight. But uh, if I didn't believe I could do it, then I just wouldn't be doing it. So you kind of have to have that mentality no matter what is I have this. Absolutely. I 100% agree with you. Um, this is kind of, you know, off the, I mean, not really off the handles a little bit, but you know, in the last, I'm going to say five or six years, we've seen these new these new MMA guys start with these calf kicks. Um, I foresee. I don't know the guy you're fighting, but I foresee that he may throw some of those calf kicks into the, into his uh into his game plan. Have you? Is that something that you've practiced on blocking or checking or stuff like that? Yeah. So I've worked on some Muay Thai, and um, we've we've adapted blocks to those for the low kicks um my i actually have a five or six coaches i'm working with and that is something that we've worked on blocking oblique kicks thigh kicks all those types of things now luckily in the martial art that i teach and the other martial arts i'm proficient at are all low kicks so you always learn the the problem with learning one martial artist you a lot of times you they live in this fairy tale world where the, every guy you fight fights in the same martial art you know Absolutely. but but because of that um with those low kicks, I've learned a lot of uh, low low blocks, so I'm very aware of those in in, in particular. Okay, um, I'm glad to hear that because that's where a lot of uh, where a lot of um, you know older guys who come in or even who have been in MMA for a while come in and they fight one of these younger guys. They just get ate up with with calf kicks and stuff like that. So that's the reason I asked that question. This guy's a talented guy and. His Muay Thai that he does have, I've seen some of it. So it's not that he can't strike, it's that he just prefers not to. Absolutely. When you started um, your your martial arts journey, um, you said you were four? Yep. Okay. Um, how did... How do you translate your training from, you know quote-unquote a traditional martial arts to something as a street fight so the story in that which i'll try it not to be a long story is i did traditional i started in judo um my father you know ingrained in me three things you know he was a minister he was ex-military um former military excuse me he doesn't like that phrase but uh he had me going with he taught me martial arts taught me to love jesus and taught me to blame all bodily functions on the dog. And those were the three things that he <laughs> <yeah>, really <laughs> worked on me with. So um, I started fighting a lot. And I found this shoot fighting group where we would take over sometimes people's garages, sometimes backyards. And we'd sell tickets and 
And the money we'd get would be from betting for ourselves or sometimes betting against ourselves. But um, it was very uh, interesting. And after one particular fight, we went down to Boston. I live in Maine. It was kind of a, I decided to fight these two guys and they both had a similar background. One was Shota Khan. One was, I believe it was Shor and Rue. And after the end of the fight, they brought a buddy and caught me outside. And it was just, I had to have reconstructive surgery in my face after that. Um, it was not pretty. I had parts of my cheek and my nose and, where they got me was my my high kicks, my fancy kicks, which is what I've always used in my competitions. So I became frustrated, became angry. And then the eventual step is the acceptance of, okay, I'm gonna fix these weaknesses. And I started getting into what was called then, I don't know if they still use this phrase, we called it reality-based martial arts. And I got into things like Wing Chun, Street Kempo, um, American Eskrima, um, and started getting more involved eventually, which led to Jeet Kune Do, um, but a lot more stuff and a lot more kickboxing, right? Bruce Lee, I think the quote is, you can't learn to swim on dry land. So I begin, you know, every time I'd learn something new, I'd, I'd make a challenge somewhere and say, okay, let's see how this works. Let's see how this, this, this translates. So and uh, that's, a pretty that's interesting how it kind of switched over. So the, the, the martial arts that you're training, um, for lack of better terms, is a lot of a lot of newer guys don't know, you know, Jeet Kune Do and stuff like that. Uh, I only know Jeet Kune Do personally because there's a gym here where we live that is a Jeet Kune Do gym. And uh, I saw that one day and was like, oh, I don't even know what that is. Let me look into it. So, um, yeah, there's definitely a lot of techniques that will work really well in an MMA fight with with these older older MMAs. Um, on another note, um, you are the national president of an MC. I am. Wow. We're higher calling. We use the term MMC. We like to call ourselves a uh, mission motorcycle club versus just a motorcycle club. So uh, we kind of stick with the MMC. But yeah, I've been... Uh, I think six seven years now um we were once had a different name part of a uh, other club who i won't say and we kind of got the blessing from the powers that be about five years ago and broke off into our our own thing uh, we have chapters all over the states and uh, my particular chapter um that i run we have about 25 26 guys right now including our uh, probate so uh yeah it's definitely a a blessing and a strong part of of my life that's for sure yeah the 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 motorcycle community in a whole blows my mind They're, the camaraderie is completely different from anything i've ever experienced bruce and i also ride motorcycles um uh, me more than bruce but <laughs> yeah <laughs> um how, how did uh how did you get started in the motorcycle world well my dad always rode um in fact, when he couldn't afford a bike, it's, it sounds embarrassing, but he had a uh, this moped. It was a Honda, and I remember you had to pedal it to get it started. Yeah. And I remember he worked long hours, which meant I would take it, and he never realized that for the longest time, as long as I put gas in it. And um, so I didn't really ride a lot. I was stuck in a very horrible, horrible marriage where 
uh, what had mattered was her and not me. So I didn't ride for a while. And uh, when I, when it was technically over, um, I went out and started riding. And when I was riding, I managed to run into some people. And uh, I had been part of a Jeep club before that. And the Jeep club was tied into a motorcycle club. And then the next thing I know, I ran into these guys and they're like, hey, we're trying to build chapter in your area. So a bunch of us got together and uh, one thing led to another. I ended up getting voted in as, as president and it just kind of took off uh, from there. And we were all from different walks of life, which was kind of we had a guy from Jamaica at the time, guy from Samoa. So it was interesting to have all these different people together. But the mission was what mattered is we became all about helping people whereas other clubs do missions like that that's what we're about we were driven by our mission so we were never not doing some form of charity or help in the community whether it be individuals or organizations that helped others so that was what set us apart is we didn't just do that we were driven by that that was like number one thing for us so when you get involved in that like helping people truly is its own reward so um it became a big part of my life that I can't imagine ever not being in a club at this point. It's, it's, it's been a joy in my life. Wow. And you guys have a Facebook page, correct? We do. Uh, HCMMC, a higher calling mission motorcycle club. And it's on Facebook. If anybody wants to uh, follow us on there, but yep, we share a lot about, there's a lot of things we do. Um, the one thing I have an issue with, you go out and you feed the homeless and you take a picture with the homeless guy you fed, you're you're not doing the right thing, right? Absolutely, That's I a agree. human being. So what we do is like at Christmas time when we buy toys, um, we take pictures with the toys to inspire others to do it before the, hey, look at what we got. Look at what we get. And if we do a money drive and people give us money, we'll take a picture presenting the check to the organization. Um, any individuals we help are kept private because what we want to do is we don't want to exploit people. We don't want to say, hey, look at us. We just want to say, hey, guys, there's joy in this. Keep doing it. And and we also want people who donate to us to say, hey, look, you saw this money. Here's where it's going. Here's us presenting the check. So that's another reason for doing that as well. Right. But I don't like the exploits of the direct people. You will never see a picture of us. Uh, the only time that's ever happened is sometimes there are people who are like can i get a picture with you can my kids get a picture with you that that happens a lot so unless that happens we strictly kind of keep it to what we're doing and we use the website to uh inspire others to to do what we do because you don't need you know 25 26 guys one person can get involved we have lots of supporters who support us who some ride some don't even ride so that's the whole goal of that that website so people can follow us see what we're doing and inspire others to a lot of people who are missionaries it's funny is they'll cross a river to help someone but they won't cross the street absolutely so, so i i agree with i wholeheartedly agree with everything you just said um i am an emt so i definitely get the helping people behind closed doors um not wanting to exploit people so I know, I know exactly what you're saying. And Bruce, Bruce is in the army, so he he as well. I can could. Uh, I'm not going to speak for him, but you know, he can tell you that he yeah. probably he agrees with the same thing. I don't get the oh, the chance to do it as often, but yeah. Uh, 
Well, I appreciate your service. Uh, we uh, we actually specialize. We do all kinds, but we specialize in veterans and childrens because children are the future of uh, where we're going. And people like yourself, the military, are the reason we're able to do what we do. So those are the two we support ninety percent of the time. Yeah, I have a saying that I that I live by that kind of goes with that. There's two groups of people in the the country that need the most protection, and that's children and old people. So, yep. <laughs> yeah, we don't take care of our vets. Our our sports uh, figures uh, have enough to buy nine homes, but the people who defend the country and uh, are out were out there every day risking their life, and many of them didn't come back the same, and they're. They're living either in very meager existence or they're living with no house at all. So Absolutely. it's kind of a messed up thing. Okay. Um, so let's kind of steer back towards MMA. Um, do, you, do you watch any MMA on TV? So I used to be huge into MMA. Um, when, when my life kind of took a turn in another direction... Um, I'd gotten away from it for a while. Um, I recently uh, I started watching again. My fiance watches it with me, so we'll watch fights. We've watched a lot of the bare knuckle uh, UFC. Um, there's one called Fury FC that I found I really enjoy, but it's only been in the last few months that I've gotten back to it. It's been a few years. I mean, I watched it in the days of Chuck Liddell, GSP, Loyota Machida, and... Uh, all of those guys so it's i gotta get acquainted with the new names new new faces yeah. um it's it's so i mean some of the guys are still around i'm like hey i know that guy and hey i, I know that guy but uh there's definitely a lot of uh new players in the game yeah there's definitely some some older guys who are still involved as far as fighting go like uh jim miller still in he had a fight last weekend um john jones actually fights this weekend i'd be watching that with uh one of my brothers from the club, so I'm I'm pretty excited to see him. He was uh, he wasn't one of my top three fighters of all time, but he was definitely one of the ones I really enjoyed watching. Oh yeah, he's up there for sure. <laughs> We've been waiting on this one for months. Yeah, it's as soon as he up. announced, yeah, it'll be a great fight. <clears throat> Excuse me. Okay, um, trying to think of some really good questions that I could ask you to pick your brain a little bit more. Well, absolutely. I uh, there's no question, you know, no situation. You know, you asked me about if I have any fears or concerns. You know, the only concern through the entire fight was when I had to sit down and tell my fiance that I wanted to fight again. That was more <laughs> concerning than being in a cage with any man. So, but uh, she's been behind me. The whole way she's helped supported me um i have to get up at 5 a.m and train before work and then i train at night and uh she's i couldn't do what i do without her her love and support she's been amazing and she never watched fights before so um i introduced her to the to the fights and uh it's kind of fun to watch her go from what's he doing what's that and now she'll be like why doesn't he just hit him so it's been <laughs> great. really fun to watch the fights with her now as she really gets gets into it. In fact, the other day, we were getting ready. I'm like, what do you want to watch? She goes, too bad there wasn't any fights on. I'm like, that's my girl. I wish my <laughs> was that way. I tell her we're going to watch the fights and she rolls her eyes. <laughs> I, I am a blessed man. I am a blessed man without a doubt. So, so 
Go ahead, Bruce. Uh, all right. Uh, can you tell us what you do like right before a fight, like as you're walking out to try to mentally prepare? So I actually, I try to do two things. So when I've had fights in the past, I try to focus on a white sheet of paper. So I am horrible at meditation. I actually have a black belt in Yedo because I found meditating with a sword. If you don't meditate with a sword and you're using a live blade, you're in trouble. So <laughs> that was my form of meditation. And you can't swing a giant Japanese broadsword when you're waiting for a fight. People don't like that. So I would focus on the white sheet of paper because at least that's focusing on, on nothing. Um, and then as I get into... The fight back back then, you know, I'd, we'd have a song blaring sometimes for the horrible boombox or whatever. Is I'd pick a song that would psych me up, have something with some uh, good lyrics to it or a good fight song, and then I would just focus on that. But I try not to think about strategy. Some of the guys um, I fought with, especially back then, they would always think strategy. I think if you get too focused on your strategy, you can almost become like a mechanical man you almost feel you have to work that out. You know, the, the martial arts style that I teach is very much not about techniques, not about styles, but it's more like a system about, here's a response to this, this, now move how you would move. So I would try not to get too caught up, except for I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm gonna win. And that's kind of where I, I kept my focus. So I, I try not to clutter my mind up with, all right, if he does this, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna start off doing this right away. I try to stay away from that, that type of, of, I think that cluttered your mind. I agree with you. So, so you go into a fight with um, with a game plan, but a very maybe a very loose game plan. On you know what you want to do, but you don't want to prepare for what you think you want to do until the action starts. Yeah, it's like this one. My game plan is to stay standing, right? So I know that's what I am. So that's what even the Brazilian jiu-jitsu training I'm I'm doing is about how to get back up, you know, like, so he's up trying to do a ground and pound. There's a move we work on where I roll him and then I put my hands on his hips, pop up into what uh, my instructor calls surfer stance, you know, and get backwards. So everything is geared towards me getting back to my feet because I have that, that knockout power. So that's where, and if you do get me on the ground, the martial art I train in, which is military bases, I just want to poke you in the eye and stand back up. So <laughs> I, I have to kind of re, retrain, which I've gotten better in the beginning. You know, I would just automatically just go for the throat or a thumb in the eye. I'm like, okay, that's not going to work. I'm like, all right, all right. So trying to get trained. And so this is sport fighting. This is not street fighting. So right. I focused a lot on, on remembering that poke in the eye bad. So, so, but that's my goal is to just, keep getting up keep getting up keep getting up and and keep it on the feet so Absolutely. yeah i think a relaxed strategy like that would be uh would be better than a technical strategy because it's like what mike tyson said you know everyone has a plan until you get punched in the face so yep. it if your strategy is more relaxed then you're not worried about all that extra stuff and you can just get back into the fight faster. Yeah. And I mean, when I was doing full contact karate, when you'd have like a, a two minute round and there was no ground fighting, you, you could have more of a strategy because you know what the other guy's style was, you know what he was going to do. You know, I frustrated a guy once where he was known as being kind of cocky. And my goal was, so he comes out, I'm going to trip his leg. 
when he tries to catch his balance, I'm going to pull his fist down. I'm going to back fist him in the side of the head. And I did it to him twice in a row, which angered him immensely. So having strategy in that, you get into the no holds barred and then you got to go, okay, here's my strategy. That guy's a southpaw and he knocks people out with his left hand. I'm going to avoid the left. So my strategy would be very small or he's a good leg kicker. So, I mean, it's funny because I watch sometimes that people go, oh, he's just kicking him in the leg. You know, and I'm a Christian man. I want to turn to these people, though, and be like, listen, mofo, those leg kicks hurt. So, <laughs> you know, some, so sometimes my strategy would be not get kicked in the leg as much as possible. Do a lot of leg kicks, uh, excuse me, leg checks, things like that. So strategy for me was always very, very minor. It was that game plan. Here's what I'm going to avoid. Here's where I'm going to focus. And then I'm going to let everything unfold as it happens. I agree with that strategy. I, um, I've never been in a cage fight per se, but in high school I did train jujitsu, so I definitely know what you're, where you're coming from. Another question I have is: you said that you've this is your first official fight inside of a cage, right? Um, I have fought inside a cage a few times, but this is the first official where I'm I'm actually taking on a guy who's actually had 18 paid fights. So, oh wow. Okay, so how does the mentality change from being, say, on a karate mat to being behind a locked door with someone who's trying to take your head off? Um, the other one, until someone gets angry, it was more sportsmanlike. And not that MMA is not sportsmanlike, but you, you become more like an enemy. When I did the NHB, I mean, it was so different because I had done like – full contact karate i done again the continuous fighting which that could get kind of brutal sometimes which you wouldn't think but you'd have a couple of minutes and whoever got the most strikes would would win so you're just pounding on each other because you the judges might think you didn't hit so if you hit damage you're whipping the guy's head back you obviously made that strike right because they're counting as you go but once i started the nhb and sometimes like i said it'd be someone's garage i remember one time i swear we were in a school I swear we we're in a school library i think they have books everywhere and nice. we just had about 20 aluminum chairs and you know you get in there and you realize like the other ones you might get a broken nose you might get hurt but you might end up with a broken jaw i saw a guy saw a guy get his jaw got broken he couldn't talk and when you see stuff like that you're like okay the problem with when you get into rules if you're a street fighter like i was a bouncer for many years as a bodyguard for a little bit and now you're like okay I can't do what I normally do. So there's a there's luck now involved because if I'm skilled in one area but it doesn't work under the rules, I could get caught. So you always have to be aware that there is 10% luck in those types of fights. A street fighter, the better fighter always wins. I mean, there's still some some luck or something like that that's that's involved, but I think in sport martial arts it gets it gets higher. I mean, a lot of the MMA guys really believe that they're good street fighters, and I think they're better than an untrained fighter, right? An MMA guy goes against somebody, and he's trained in fighting. Half, probably more than half, maybe more like 80% of people aren't trained. Like, there's always that guy who's never moved, who can can't get out of a chair going, mm, who just believes, hey, when I get mad, I just kick people's butts. That's how it is. I just got to get mad, right? <laughs> right? So those guys are going down against a trained fighter, but street fighting and sport fighting uh one of my coaches who's working with me said it's kind of funny because 
um, his dad trained me when I was younger. When I got I got one of my black belts from his dad, and he's like, people come to me and they're like, hey, I want to be a killer, and you're coming to me like, hey, I don't want to be a killer. So it's like, I'm doing the opposite, trying to trying to change. So I want to have that intensity, but I can't have that mentality I had on the street or as a bouncer or as a bodyguard, like take them out as quickly as possible. So the strategy changes where you want that intensity of a of a street fight with the rules of that you would in almost like the stand-up karate. So there's this balance, you know, and that balance is key is have that aggressiveness without going overboard. So it's interesting. Yeah, I uh I I thought at one point in time that I wanted to fight, um, but then I realized quickly I don't like getting punched in the face. <laughs> it it does take some while to get used to. That's part of the training i'm doing now my my favorite one is just dancing around and he's like don't strike back and he's hitting me in the face and i got to admit i'm like okay i'm getting angry now but <laughs> but that's part of this he's like you got to get used to getting hit in the face again because in any of my street fights it's like i i really don't get a hit often it's kind of like boom 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 and it's over so sport sport martial arts is different you know you got to dance around you got to take a few to give a few and that was that's a big thing of it is I honestly believe if everybody out there, if you work in a dangerous area, even you as an EMT, you know, my fiance was an EMT for many, many years, is it's actually good to get hit in the face a few times so that when it happens for real, or I should say if it happens for real, um, it doesn't throw you because it's a different kind of feeling. It's a completely different type of feel that it doesn't just rock the, the brain because you got hit. There's this fight or flight that you got to know how to control. So. I recommend anyone who's any type of job, like put on some gloves and let yourself get hit in the face a few much, a uh, few times. I absolutely agree with you. Um, psych patients are my favorite. Just a heads up. <laughs> um, for that reason, you know they, you know, you have a controlled environment, quote unquote, in the back of an ambulance, and uh, in a way, it is kind of like an MMA match because if you have a psych patient that goes off the handles, there's literally nothing between you and them. And uh, that fight or flight instinct kicks in for sure. Okay, so uh, Ice, let's end it like this. If you had to give a new person who's never trained martial arts and has never done anything fighting-wise, what is the main point of advice that you would give them? Don't put anything into a box whether it's martial arts or trying to get a promotion at work, trying to plan a church, trying to start an organization, don't put anything into a box. Don't say, I'm gonna take this style, I'm gonna take this approach and just be as rigid as you can. You know, it's, it's cliche, but Bruce Lee always talked about, you put water into a cup, it becomes a cup. You put water into a teapot, it becomes the teapot. Now water can flow or it can crash, right? And that's so true is, you really got to flow. Don't train in one style. Don't learn one way to run a business. Don't have one mentor. Have many, many mentors. Take what's useful, discard what's not, and be an individual. Because as human beings, we all have four arms and four legs, but we all have different mindsets, different upbringings. And you can learn from anybody, from someone who's never been experienced to someone who's extremely experienced to someone in the middle. Learn, 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 and practice in a reality type situation for anything you're trying to learn, whether it be fighting or any of those other things. Fantastic. Hey, well, I appreciate you coming on. 
um, and being the first guest on Inside the Octagon. Uh, we hope to have you on again if you'll have us. Absolutely. It's been a, a pleasure. I'm, I'm writing a book after through all of this, too. So that, that'll be interesting. I've been talking to a, a, a publisher actually just recently who's interested. He hasn't seen a single word. So if that tells you anything, but <laughs> he's interested in the, in the concept. So sweet, sweet. Um, so once that happens, let us know. We'll talk about it here on the podcast. Um, but yeah, man, um, good luck. Um, if we don't speak again between now and September, which I hope we do, because I feel like this has gone really well. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, anytime you want an update, you want to keep going about my training. Um, I will tell you this. I, uh, one final note is I was 250 when I started. I'm, I'm 211 now. Nice. So, um, the good thing about meeting I mean, a wonderful woman that backs you up is I met a wonderful woman. The bad thing is she cooked well and I got fat. Like I just, had, I'm like, this is great. She makes this thing called spaghetti bake. She'll make a tray that's supposed to last four days. It lasts 20 minutes. So, um, so it's been a journey and, uh, it's been interesting and I'm, I'm only a few months into it. So I know there'll be a lot of, a uh, lot of lessons to learn along the way. Sweet. So we definitely look forward to, uh, talking to you again. Um, we're going to link your, um, we'll link higher callings Facebook page in the description of this episode. So if anybody wants to check it out, they can just click the link. and It'll take them straight to you. Yeah. If anyone has any questions about the club, how they can help out with any of our causes, um, or about a higher calling chapter in their area, they are more than free to message the page. Uh, my secretary, uh, Rocky will, uh, reach out and, uh, get back to you and definitely let you know how you can become a part of uh, what we do. Sweet, sweet. Um, so yeah, we'll talk a little more after you know after the podcast ends about how we can uh, we as a podcast can help you guys out as well. So, like I said before, it's been fantastic to have you. Um, yeah, I mean, we hope to we hope to have you back on, and um, you have a great night. Been a pleasure. Just let me know the the win. I'd be more than happy to come back on. Sweet. All right. Thanks, Ice. Thank you. Bye. Okay, so for the giveaway, this is pretty uh, it's pretty important for us. It's a really good opportunity. We've paired with Gold BJJ um, to give away some of their products. They're going to be giving away some hygiene products from their shop. I personally use them. I use their sub soap all the time. It's it's amazing. Um, smells really good. Um, they're also going to be giving away some wipes and some body wash. So. Uh, we'll link their page and their website, their Facebook page and their website in the description. Um, we'll also link how you become enrolled for the giveaway. There's just a couple things you have to do. Uh, you have to make sure that you're following um, Gold BJJ on Facebook, and you're also following us on Facebook and Spotify. That will also all be linked in a Google Doc that you have to fill out. It's a lot of steps, but it's pretty simple. So the wipes are probably my favorite thing. Um, you know, a lot of the gyms that we go to as martial arts practitioners, they don't have showers. So, and believe me, it helps him in the studio as well. So the wipes, the wipes completely eliminate that problem. They cut down on, on your sweaty residue that's left on your body after you roll around a little bit. And um, they also smell really good. So there's another upside. 
But yeah, like I said, um, link to their link to Gold BJJ will be in the description. Make sure you're checking them out. Um, but yeah, guys, uh, thanks for listening to this episode. Thanks to Ice Young for coming on. Um, good luck to him and his upcoming fight. So uh, yeah, like I've I've been your host, Jeff. And I've been Bruce. <laughs>